before Superman, before Krypton explodes, but after the show Krypton premieres on the Sci-Fi Channel, it's our podcast after Krypton. I'm Alex. I am Pete. And we are talking about the season one finale of Krypton. Finally, it's over, Pete. Do you feel sweet relief washing over you? Yes. That that the season is finally done with? Very exciting. Very exciting Uh, times. I'm a little more excited about it. I enjoyed this episode. I think there's some crazy stuff that they're leading up to at the end of the episode that makes me super stoked for season two. Uh, That's something we should talk about right off. It got picked up for a season two. That was announced before the season one finale. How does that happen? <laughs> I'll actually, I'll tell you how that happens. Please Do you want to tell know? Me. There, I think there's a couple of factors that are leading into it. Is it the ratings? Are the ratings good? Well, I do think actually that's part of it because not a lot of people are watching it live, but it's picking up a bunch of steam when it's streamed. Mm-hmm. They talked a lot about, about the L plus three ratings, which are live plus three days. And okay. if you look at the ratings online for live, they're like, 500,000 people, 600,000 people watching live. But once you add in repeated streams or repeated broadcasts, you get above a million or so per episode, which is not too shabby for the sci-fi channel. But I think there's a bigger thing going on, which is that the first season was picked up by E4 in the UK. So it's going to be broadcast later this year over internationally. And I think that's the bigger thing that's going on. I think they've been able to sell it around the world because it's a Superman show. uh, And that means that they're getting a fair chunk of change off of it. Also, it's really good for the sci-fi channel to have a big superhero show, particularly when like they're able to go for broke with all of these DC Comics characters. That's kind of a big deal, I think. I love the sci-fi channel. I think it's a great. I love a lot of the shows that they do. Yes, no, I just I like the period there. Like I love the sci-fi channel period. Yeah. dot dot dot. <laughs> That was just nice. Anyway, I'm excited about the season two pickup uh, because that means I get to talk to my good friend Pete about more Krypton. Yeah, you get to uh, watch let's get more. into it. Let's talk about I the get to watch more. <laughs> you, are, you are recused from the second season. It'll be just yeah. be adjusted. How about that? Hey, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no problem. Overlord Salvin, thank you. <laughs> Kneel before me. Oh, don't. Kneel. Don't. What, now was he saying N E I L like the name Neil? <laughs> yeah, he was. It was a shout out to Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, Neil Neil Venzad. Yep. is what he's saying. Yep. Excellent. Let's talk about the Phantom Zone. A little bit of a recap because there's a ton of stuff going into this episode. Brainiac is attacking Krypton. He's trying to take the city of Kandor to add it to his collection. At the same time, General Zod has traveled back in time in order to stop Brainiac and thereby potentially kill Superman, even though he hasn't explicitly said that out loud. Uh, At the same time, a time traveler named Adam Strange also traveled back to contact Superman's grandpa, Seg-El, and try to get him to help uh, to stop everything that's going on and save Superman's timeline. Uh, Years earlier, Superman's grandpa's grandpa, Val-El, had been thrown out of the city of Kandor. We've been interacting with a hologram, but as we found out in the previous episode, Val-El may not have, in fact, died. Uh, Adam Strange 
we thought was dead, or we didn't, the viewers didn't think he was dead, but the characters thought he was dead. Uh, something happened to him where he ended up in a very weird place with an orange sky and a weird lady that was blinking. We'll get to that in a moment when we talk about the episode. Uh, there's Lightazad, who is the woman that Seg L is in love with. She turned kind of broke bad a little bit the past episode, joining with General Zod, who's her son for the future. Uh, and we found out that Nisavex, who is... Uh, betrothed to Segal is actually kind of nice and wants to be with him. Uh, they have a baby that is in the Genesis chamber named Corvex. Uh, that's been promised to them as well. Pete is just shaking his head at me right now. There's a lot going on in the show, Pete. Yeah. Uh, also, Jaxer, who is uh, Lady General, head of Black Zero, found this whole clone army that had been created, that had been hidden behind the Genesis chamber. So that's all the stuff that's going on in this episode. I'm sure there's a bunch more. Oh, yeah, Doomsday. Also, there's Doomsday, uh, who they unfroze and hit away. We just know that he is going to break out at some point. General Zod wants to use Doomsday against Brainiac. Everybody else is like, dude, his name is Doomsday. Please, for the love of God, do not do that. Horrible idea. Uh, terrible idea, but all hell is breaking loose. Brainiac has taken down the Dome of Kandor, and that's where we pick up going into this episode. Right, Pete? Yeah, also there was the uh the kiss uh with the blonde lady and Zeg. Nisavex is sick. Yeah, now, you've he, hated on Nisavex all season. Do you yep. feel a little better about her now? Nope. <laughs> you still think she's an ice queen who only sticks out for herself even though she's been helping everybody? Yep. Great. Great. You're really uh reading uh, into and the show. She's also a homewrecker because she kisses Zeg, even though she's she not knows a she knows that Zeg and uh Lita? Uh, yeah, are together. They're together, but in Kryptonian society, you're betrothed to somebody. They are actually promised to each other. Yeah, Lita is the homewrecker here. Oh, stop it. She stop is. Stop it. They're having consensual relationship. Blonde lady is trying to push some weird agenda. Except for the fact that Lita Zod shot her own mom the last episode and betrayed Sag and is a little bit of a jerk. Let's be honest. All right, sure. I'll give I don't that. like Leda anymore. Yeah, I know. Nope. She's taking a turn. She has. She's, the she's become that the we, heel. Yeah, they really started in one place and are ending up in another. And, and amazing. I refuse to like the Ice Queen, even though that she's doing a lot of amazing <laughs> things for the show and for the heroes, heroes of this show. Yes. So, uh, so let's I work refuse. through it a little bit. I mean, because uh, even though there is a bunch of stuff going on and a lot of things happen, it's pretty straightforward. There's mostly a lot of conversations about the future of Krypton, but it starts off in a bananas way. Like there was a lot of promising uh, from the cast in particular online where they were talking about this is stuff you've never seen on a TV show before, which I feel like is maybe a little over the top, but Brainiac calls down his skull ship from space. It looms over Caddor and he completely creates a bubble over Caddor to trap them. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like some of the effects on the show are very good. Yeah, that's the problem. Is the key word that you said? Some what? Not okay, what did all. you think about the skull ship? Skull ship is amazing. Brainiac looks awful. What in that green what? puffy paint that he's wearing? Aww. That looks awful. I liked his suit. 
That looks very good. Very cool. Yeah. But he looks awful. And Doomsday looks like a claymation thing. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm not the hugest fan of Doomsday, but they've got another couple of months to figure out how to make that animation better, I think. Uh, but I don't mind Brainiac. I like the suit. I think it's very comics faithful. Uh, we've seen, I thought it was cool. I, we, before, when it was kind of Bra- Brainiac with the dreads, that looked cool. But then, I don't know, they did something different with the makeup where he didn't look as... As evil. Um, well, this is this is the actual Brainiac versus the voice of Rod taken over yeah. by Brainiac. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we could follow a couple of different threads here because what's going on is Brainiac is creating a dome over the city. Uh, Lyda decides, you know what? I am Sagittari. We're going to mount a defense against Brainiac. We're not going to stand for this. Uh, Devem, who is her intended, who now has a pretty cool robot arm. I thought that was a good effect as well. Yeah, everybody's doing robot arms now. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Everybody. If you could have a robot arm or a real arm, which would you choose? Robot arm. There's yeah, no 100%, even, right? There's not even, there's not even oh, my God. Two robot arms? Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Robot arm and robot legs? Too much. <laughs> yeah, too, too much? much. Yeah, would, don't do you that. Would go, you wouldn't go uh, full robot? You would just... Uh... I would go full robot up until my brain. <laughs> there was a pause there. I wasn't sure well, what you were going to say. Thing. I mean, this is this is actually something we'll get to. L- let's just jump ahead. Okay. Nisavex's plot line in the thing is uh, she wants to go after her baby. She gets it for the Genesis Chamber. <laughs> she pulls a gun on the Genesis Chamber, Yo, which I thought was, was that? amazing. That was just like, <laughs> you better make this happen. You can't pull a gun on a computer. It doesn't make any sense. Except for the fact that it works is it the kind worked. of amazing part. It made the thing go faster, but that was insane. I wanted her to be talking in 20s speak when she did that. Like, oh. you give me my baby, nah, see? Give me my, yeah. ba- give me my baby, see? I'm Nisavex, see? Yeah, I'm a, kind of a big deal, though <laughs> later I'm revealed to be a droid, so whatever. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but that was kind of great. Uh, so she gets her baby back, baby back, baby back, <laughs> and uh, takes it away, but bumps into Jack Sir, who's like, hey, I got some cool things to tell you. Uh, takes her, shows her the clone army, and is like, hey, by the way, yeah, there, Brainiac as a giant ship that is eating your world. But let's stop and talk about. I know. So there's some pacing is- issues in this episode. Oh, it was I, driving I me nuts where everybody was stopping. With I was like, guys, there's no time for this. Yeah, I, I will say. One of my big bubbers with this episode is it should have been nonstop and same balls to the wall action with General Zod and Brainiac fighting Doomsday, and they should have just like thrown everything at the wall. Yeah, they kind of held back from that a little bit. Maybe yeah. that was a budget thing. Maybe not. A lot I don't know. of talking. A lot of talking. When your planet's being destroyed, and you really have to make life or death right. decisions. But what we find out about Nissa is Jaxer reveals to her that she actually died. Uh, yeah. Back when she was a kid, she was in a skiffer crash with her mom. Her mom died. There was enough of Nissa left to put her into a clone body, and she revealed that the clones are basically for the rich people of Kandor to keep themselves alive forever. And that's not what she meant the clones for. The clones were supposed to be to help uh, replace body parts, to help uh, keep people rejuvenated, but not just to only be used for the rich, but to be used for everybody. Um, and I thought that was kind of a neat twist. It certainly gives Nissa some sort of motivation going forward to stick with the good guys. It explains the choices early on in sure. the season where it's like, man, she feels very cold and very not human-like. And I did also appreciate the fact that it uh, teams up Nissa Vex with Jaxer, and they have very similar haircuts. 
All the people with similar haircuts got to stick together, dude. It's oh, very important. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just a weird time to stop and talk about your origin story. Sure. It worked out all right, though. Uh, so let's take a step back, talk about Lightazad. So she's like, no, uh, I got to do the right thing. I got to go with the Sagittarii. Joins together with DevM. So I think we're going to see them together a little bit more next season. Um, certainly with the banana stuff that happens at the end of the episode. Uh, but Lyda rallies the Sagittarii, gives this great speech to them. It's yeah, like, it was a great we speech. We are Sagittarii. We do not back down There's for anybody. There's no mercy yes. for them or us. He's taken all of these worlds, but he's never taken Krypton. That's right. And then they send all the ships out, and Brainiac just twists his lifts hat. his hand up. Oh, my God. Just, oh, that was... Yeah. That, that was a gut punch, I thought. Like, that, I liked... How brutal that was, and it was, and it, I was surprised at how long they were sitting in it. And then Zach calls, she's like, "Hey, well, because you did that, we got some people out, so it's not all bad." Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think. Yeah, there but was a lot it's of time one of those things where it was like, you just gave this whole speech, and now you're feeling bad because everybody died. I understand that, but at the same time, is you have to be proud of the fact that even if it just took his waving the hand, you were fighting. You were fighting for something you believed in. Sure, you got your ass handed to you, but you were still fighting. And you yeah. got it. So you want to go out fighting. So I was like, I can understand it, but I was also like, don't like lose all hope. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I do think like, the timeline of they sent the ships out. Bradyak barely cared about them. You gave us all this time. Didn't quite make sense. Yeah. Uh, but mainly that moment, it just showed how insanely overpowered Brainiac is on this show. And it was pretty awesome. Uh, so taking a little bit of a step back, uh, what, should, what should we talk about? Should we Let's talk, talk about-, about the grandpa computer who is... Uh, yes. Come back to life. Yes. So uh, Zod reveals. Yes, Pete LePage, you have a question. Yeah. Did it bother you the way that they showed something that we'd already seen, uh, namely uh, Grandpa's death there again? Like, did, did that bother you that we were wasting time while the Earth, uh, the planet was being destroyed? No, because that revealed new information to us. We had to. So they revealed that uh, Valel had developed Phantom Zone technology, which is a pocket dimension. You probably know that from the Superman comics of the DC comics uh, and we got to see what happened to Val L that he set up a plan where he but just show me the falling I know all the other stuff I don't need to see the uh, uh, it's been 10 episodes though you know, so it has yeah, but been a how while. How dumb do you think we are as a, as a culture that Pretty we can't remember dumb. something that happened 10 episodes ago? Yeah, 100% people can't remember that. Uh, one of the things that drives me crazy in TV yes, we can is remember. when they have flashbacks of things that happened like two scenes earlier. But this, I think, I was okay with it. You okay. were not okay with it. No. Okay. So, but we do find out that Valel fell into the Phantom Zone. That's where he met Zod, where Zod was sent later on. Uh, they became friends. Zod betrayed him, stole his Phantom Zone escaper. Because he's Zod. Because he's Zod. Uh, and said, listen, we got to get Valel. Zod has his own secret plan, but he says, we got to get Valel because he knows, he probably knows how to stop Brainiac. Right. Also, did you like the thing where, like, hey, how does that work? Because how did. 
because you were in there, and then later Zod was in, and they were like, well, time in the Phantom Zone is weird. Well, but it's always been like that. I mean, yeah, that's how I the know, Phantom but Zone it was worked. just funny to try to see a TV show explain it. I have a bigger problem with the fact that uh, Val L comes out, says, I've seen all of these different futures, all of these different possibilities, the past, the present, so Seg, um, I know how you've grown up and what a good boy you've been. You've been a very good boy. Oh, what a good boy. Uh, Zod didn't see the same thing, so he was the Phantom Zone, but he didn't actually see any futures or anything like that. And also, like, hey, Grandpa Killjoy, lie to us. Tell us that, that there's a chance. Don't be like, well, no, it's Brainiac. We're all fucked. Yeah. No, guys, give up. It's yeah. Brainiac. Well, they're also, they were ignoring the fact, like, they didn't bring up that they didn't bring up Superman at all this episode, which was really weird because that's ostensibly the whole point of the show. We get, we did get to see a lot of your favorite part though. The Cape. Yeah. That is not my favorite part of the show. You love the Cape. I do not love the Cape. You love the Cape. I don't love the Cape. So Val tells them that there's no hope from Brainiac, uh, but he'll still keep working on it anyway. Uh, Zod tells Seg, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell out Val We'll make a trade to Brainiac. Spare Krypton in exchange will give you Valel, who's seen all these futures, and will give you the information you truly crave. Yeah, I got an idea. Yeah. I'll just go talk to the evil overlord. I'll just reason with him. Yeah. It'll work out great, guys. Except it works. It kind of works, at least for a little bit. Like, there was no way that Brainiac wasn't going to betray them. Yeah. But uh, Zod does approach him, and he drops a kind of a cool Easter egg nugget that I'm really interested to see how much they follow up on next episode, uh, next season. Uh, He mentions that he knows where Brainiac's going next. He's going to a planet called Cygnus 40109. Do you remember what that is? No. Okay, so Cygnus 4019, do you remember the series Salvation Run? At all? No. Okay, there's a comic book series called Salvation Run by Bill Willingham that was part of the lead-up to Final Crisis, which was this enormous DC Comics crossover. And it was basically all of the villains in the DC Comics were sent to this planet and had to battle each other Hunger Hunger Games style. It was supposed to be a safe prison planet, but it turns out the planet was actually a training ground for Warriors of Apocalypse who work for Darkseid. And so there's these traps all over the planet, weapons, horrible mutated monsters that Darkseid used to train his parademons and his other soldiers. And it's it's great. If you have a chance, go back and check out the series. But the cool tease about that, he mentions to Brainiac, he's like, I'm sure you're interested in the weapons there. Those are apocalypse weapons. They're teasing that maybe they're going to get into the new gods and Darkseid next season. What? Which would be fucking insane. That would be insane. That would be great. I mean, on a show where you already have Doomsday Brainiac and Gerald Zod throwing Darkseid into the bisques? Nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Would you be into that, Pete? <laughs> I kind of would be. Damn <laughs> uh, <laughs> it. Anyway, I just seeing uh, Darkseid would just be, be great. Darkseid. Yeah. It would be amazing. Fighting Brainiac. Oh, man. And Zod and Doomsday. Dude, stop. I mean, he's such a shitty version of General <laughs> Zod. It drives me insane. It drives me insane how crappy he is as General Zod. He's nowhere near the level that General Zod was at or is at. I don't know. I kind of like him. Anyway, we should get to. So they make a deal. They come back and uh, Seg 
tricks Brainiac. He gets him to... That was awesome. That was kind of fun. I, that was when great. When I thought about it later... But it drove me nuts because he's like... He gives up instead of just hanging on because... So, here, let's talk people through this. So, okay. uh, Val seems to be in there, seems to be trapped by Brainiac. Uh, Brainiac goes up and says, uh, I will make this deal with you, or at least I would if you were in a hologram. And then Seg says, yeah, I just actually needed you to stand there. Turns on the Phantom Zone projector and sucks Brainiac into the Phantom Zone. Right. And then Zeg gets cocky and starts laughing and being like, ha, ha, ha. And Brainiac reaches back down and grabs him. Right. So he's going to pull him in. Right. So what but we get- all he has to do is hang on. And because once the van's home, he gets fully sucked in. His arms will get cut off and he'll fall to the ground. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They should have turned off the Phantom Zone projector. I think you're right. But. I will say, old man versus Brainiac, I think Brainiac's going to be a little stronger in terms of pulling Seg in. Yeah. And he wanted Val to survive. He also looked over and he sees the cape is fully formed. It's come back. Superman's cape. His timeline is secure, which I'm just going to throw out there. That was very premature. Also confusing. Because as far as we know, to properly fix the timeline, Brainiac needs to steal Kandor to destabilize Krypton so that Superman is sent to Earth, right? Right. But if Brainiac ends up in the Phantom Zone, then Superman should never exist, right? And also, the cape's coming back before Brainiac's fully in the zone. Yeah. It was like, And you gotta get in the zone. The Phantom Zone. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a phantom Zone is like when you're super into a girl and you're like, you know, kind of hanging out with her and you want it to be something more. Yeah. And then she sucks you into a timeless dimension where there's no time or space yeah. and you're trapped there forever. Yeah, and you never get to make out with happens. her. I hate when yeah. that happens when a girl phantom zones you. Yeah. The worst. It's the worst. Wait. Uh, or so the guy here, can here, phantom zone somebody. It's not I got just... a theory for you. So what happens is that uh, Seg sees the cape reform, feels confident enough to be sucked into the Phantom Zone, and then the cape turns from the House of L into the House of Zod. Which was awful. Yes. So here, I'm going to throw something out to you that still doesn't quite work, but I think the reason the cape reformed is because it's Superman's cape, but somebody else maybe is Superman's grandpa or they have Segel's genetic material or Corvex, uh, who is the baby that Nyssa has, is somehow related to Kal-El in some weird sort of familial way that we don't know about because the, they have those capes on Krypton. Like, that's where they come from. Right. So it isn't necessarily that uh, Kal-El needs to go to Earth so much as Kal-El needs to be born. So if... Brainiac was taken away, maybe Kal-El still would have been born, and then Segel gets taken, and it gets changed into a Zod cape. So does that mean that maybe General Zod is actually Kal-El's dad? Uh, Let me me ask you this. Yes. What if they just didn't have a fucking time cape, and there wouldn't be this (laughs) thing throughout all the episodes that... Suck the life out of every episode. If there was just no cape, this show would be so much better. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think we should be done with the time cape at this point. Oh, my God. 
We didn't need the time gate because the it would have been such a better reveal of that big statue if we didn't get the ta- the cape kind of. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think the time cape is something they throw in there. I do hope they scrap it for season two because it doesn't quite work as a concept. Um, and let's talk about that. So we find out where Adam Strain is, and he's in one of the bottle cities. We don't know what yeah. time he's from or anything like that. It looks like he's on Earth, too. It looks like it's an Earth city. And it seems like my impression is that Zod took over the universe and including Earth. But then how did Brainiac have that on his ship? Right. So there's a lot of questions there. And I do think like they planned it out. But that is Adam Strange is in a really bad place because he's inside of he's the only person alive inside of a bubble city. Zod has taken over that. Zod takes over all of Krypton by the end of the episode and turns all of Krypton into... Zod lad, which very is very fast. That's well, it's a month later. Yeah. A month so later to take over. Well, he takes over Kandor, which they seem to be pretty wishy-washy anyway. Oh. And then he tells them, he says, we're going to use this to take over Kryptonopolis and Argo City and the rest of Krypton and the rest of the universe. It would take more than a month to take over all those things to get a statue erected. Yeah. Well, that's the statue. We don't know when Adam Strange is yet. Okay. Like, we don't know if he's traveled in time or and space or where what exactly is going on with him. That's definitely a big question. But didn't you like you didn't like the deal before Zod at the end of the episode? No, because I mean that's a big catchphrase, but it, it's also like you're finally turning into the Zod that we know. Yeah, but I've hated you for so long. I'm not going to give you the one thing that I want. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Pete. Yeah. Pete's not going to deal before Zod. I'll never. Not before that Zod. All right. I thought that was kind of fun. And, and that definitely leaves this show in an insane place where Superman doesn't exist before anymore. Uh, Zod has taken over Krypton. Brainiac is God of the Phantom Zone. As they long, show as well Doomsday as, right before Yeah, the and then Doomsday breaks out of his prison, meaning he's about to fuck shit up. Yeah, and the claymation. Again, it was not great. But it's definitely like... Th- what I appreciated about this episode and where they left it is that is a crazy cliffhanger to live, leave things on. Like, yeah, that for is a whole a, season, yeah. That is definitely a big move place to end a season mm-hmm. and a place to be like, well, they lost. <laughs> Brainiac's gone. Uh, Superman is gone. Krypton is fine and not going to explode. See you next season. That that's a good place to leave a show leading into season two. That definitely makes me want to watch the next episode right now. Oh man, yeah, but you have to wait. We do have to wait. Oh boy! All right, before we go, before we wrap up this season of Krypton, we got to do one last Superman trivia. Pete, I don't know if you want to take it. Sure, sure, I'll take it. Okay, great. Bring up, bring us home. Okay, so um, let me ask you a question: What is uh, a way that Kryptonians tell time. Ooh, oh, that is a good question. Um, oh, a watch? Nope. Oh, is it a clock? Nope. Do they have one of those potato timer things where you take like two potatoes and you plug in? Nope, no potatoes on Krypton. I gave up then. Time cape. 
Oh, time game. I got to get me one of those. <laughs> if you'd like to support the show and other shows we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. That's totally free. Come on by. Uh, I'll chat with you about Krypton. I don't want to speak for Pete. Yeah. What else don't do you want to plug? Talk to me about Krypton. Uh, friend us on Facebook so you did get to know about all the uh, amazing guests we have on our live show. Check us out on Twitter at Comic Book Live, the website comicbookclublive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you next season after Krypton. <laughs>